I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. I'm Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wiley from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Brignall from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK, and you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to this edition of Run with Coach Parry. My name is Brad Brown. It's good to have you with us. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. A big, big show today uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first one being we get to announce the next of our hashtag Biogen Journey uh, winners uh, on the podcast. Three months access to the brand new Coach Parry uh, training platform and online community. And uh, yeah, stick around for that. Could be you. And I'll tell you exactly how you can get into the mix. If you don't win today, how you can get into the mix to be part of the action. Second big reason uh, for it being a big show is you may have noticed on social media over the last few weeks, if you follow Coach Parry, that we've slowly been introducing uh, the rest of our coaches here on uh, the website. So you may have seen Rudolf Nordia, our triathlon coach. You may have seen Shona Hendricks, our strength and conditioning coach. You may have seen Devlin Eden, our cycling coach. And uh, there's a good chance you've seen Marcus Van Ickert, who's uh, our running coach. And uh, today we get to uh, have Marcus on the podcast in one of our members-only one-on-one coaching calls uh, with Douglas Saxby. So I think you're going to thoroughly enjoy this chat. I did uh, with Marcus and Doug, and I think you're going to get a lot out of it as well. And then just finally, before we get into that chat, uh, it's a big day today. If you're listening to this on the day that we are recording, which is the last day of October, the 31st of October 2018, uh, and you're still on the fence about the Coach Perry online training platform and community, I really want to urge you to get off the fence and make a decision. I'll tell you why. Uh, We launched this platform at the beginning of October, uh, and the response has been phenomenal, to say the least. I mean, a better word's probably overwhelming. Uh, we've been working really hard uh, behind the scenes to make things happen, and we've uh, had some ideas in the pipeline for a couple of years that we've finally brought to fruition. And uh, yeah, the, the guys and girls who have decided to join us in there are absolutely loving it. The feedback has been amazing. Uh, and uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, let me tell you, you get access to every single one of our Coach Parry training programs. So across the board, from running, cycling, triathlon, there's strength and conditioning. Uh, there's uh, some swimming programs on the way as well. Uh, you also get access to the coaches, those coaches that I mentioned, as well as Lindsay, uh, in the forums on a daily basis. So if you've got any questions, you can get your questions answered in there. And if you would like some uh, one-on-one sort of help, you can get into our weekly live Q&A calls that we host every single week with one of our coaches, your chance uh, to get some some FaceTime, essentially, with the coaches. Uh, and that's all part of the deal. And uh, as things grow and uh, our business grows over the years, uh, it's just become more and more difficult to uh, interact and, and be everywhere all the time. So to answer questions on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube uh, has just become impossible. So what we've done is we've put everything in one place. That's where we're going to answer questions. And if you need some help, that's where you need to go. So I really want to urge you to check it out. I think we've got a phenomenal deal uh, at great value for money for what you're getting and uh, it's never going to be at a lower price we are uh, ending our launch deal tonight and if you're not signed up you're going to be playing paying the regular pli- uh, price from 9 p.m this evening 
So if you are on the fence, get in there right now, okay? Uh, as long as you are a member, once you sign up today, you will you will not pay more than what you're going to be paying. Uh, so it is a fantastic deal. If you'd like to check it out and get more info, uh, the website to get to is coachparry.com forward slash join. I really want to urge you, uh, if you want to take your running, if you're serious about taking your running to the next level, this is for you. Uh, you will not regret it. The good news is we don't lock you into a contract. You can leave at any time. Uh, we're not the Virgin Active, uh, so you can cancel. But I am pretty confident that once you're in there and you're using the platform for what it is, uh, you are going to see great results. Your running will improve, uh, and you are going to be part of such a phenomenal community. I mean, the guys and girls in those forums, uh, I'm loving it. It, it. We've been able to build something amazing, and we'd love for you to be part of it. So go check it out. That's coachparry.com forward slash join enough of me yakking let's get into our one-on-one coaching call and this is one of our members within the platform douglas saxby marcus welcome hey brad thank you so much really appreciate being here cool and then we've also uh, got a guest on the show today who we're going to try and help smash some goals and i know there's some big goals for early in the new year and it's a great pleasure to welcome douglas saxby onto the podcast doug welcome thanks brad thanks for the opportunity to talk to you guys Doug, you're a member of the Coach Barry online community, and uh, I know you've got some big goals that we're going to try and uh, smash out over the next few months. But tell me a little bit about you. How long? How long have you been running? What's What's the sort of running background? Yeah, so I'm 33 now, and I probably started running. My dad was a big runner, so I started running sort of at high school, casually, and then I did my first 21 at 18, um, and then I've run pretty consistently, especially since then. And I threw in two comrades, two. Um, two oceans, ultra marathons in between. And I used to be really, well, I was running my fastest when I was sort of 22, 23 at varsity. And then since then I've done the ultra marathons, um, not played as much sport and, and slowed down a bit. So now with the ultras behind me, I want to try to get fast again and see how fast I can go and whether I can match the speed I was going at 10 years ago. I love the fact that it's two comrades, two oceans, ultras, and it's, and it's done. You know what they say about comrades runners, Doug? Two, two's halfway to 10. We can't count. <laughs> hopefully we'll get there in time no there's still, there's still lots of time you're still, you're still young and, uh, and I think the, the thinking of, of trying to get faster now is, is uh, the way to go from a, from a goals perspective what are you hoping to, to achieve in the sort of near to, to sort of midterm uh, so, so 10 years ago um, I ran a couple sub 90 21Ks and I've been trying sort of on and off casually to try and do that again the last 10 years but just haven't been able to to get that close, I probably run sort of a 134 in the last 12 months. Um, and so with a bit of dedicated training and a bit of focus, I want to try get sub 90 again, um, both at altitude in Johannesburg here and then at the coast um, in Cape Town to try and uh, get as close as possible to a PB of 127. I love yeah. it. I love it. Marcus, you've you've sent through, uh, or Douglas has sent through a, a questionnaire that we send out to, to all of our athletes to, to sort of get some background on what they've done. And, and, and you've done a bit of analysis on, on some of the times that Doug's done over, over the years and, and over the various distances. Tell us just your, your sort of analysis of, of Doug's pedigree at the moment. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting. And, and it's, it's the direct opposite of what we usually see. Uh, people tend to... Um, you know they be they they're really fast over shorter sections, and as the as the distance increases, um, they tend to slow down. What I would like to know is this one your one thirty four um, half marathon time that you posted on your questionnaire, Doug. When was that run? So that was run, I think, two oceans last year. So it was 
Uh, and I haven't really done 21 since then seriously. But I would say I'm probably at about the same pace as that now, or maybe a little bit stronger, having not had any injuries for a while. Okay, okay, 100%. So, so that was my first question. Then the 5 and the 10K times that you sent through, when were they done? So the 5K would have been about seven months ago, and the 10K was two weeks ago. Okay, okay, yeah. perfect. Because if, if, if I work it back from your 21K time, your 10K uh, time that you submitted uh, was a 44.02, uh, but based on your 21K time of last year, you need to be running a 42.27. Uh, the same with your 5K that you submitted. Uh, you said you ran a 20.50, but your 5K time, um, I think it, I said it's a 20.23. So it's not a massive difference there. But so so if they were run, you know, well, all within the, the a few months of each other, your endurance would have been great. And one would just need to work on your top end speed. Um, I also heard you mention something about injuries. What injuries did you have and, and how has that played out? And, and do you still feel it or... How does it influence your training? Yeah, so my running's always been a bit ad hoc, and I probably haven't planned the load that well. So okay. um, from from comrades, the second comrades, I got a bit of a knee injury, but it, it's a Osgood Schlatter knee that I've got. So when there's too much load without building up, I had an issue, but it's a temporary issue. And then last year I did Kruger to Canyon trail run as well, which blew my knees out. Um, wow. So it took a couple of months just to for my knee to recover. But I know when the load increases um, too drastically, then my knees have an issue. But it's not a it's not a serious issue, not a permanent issue. Okay. And on your question, there you mentioned something that you uh, that you run about thirty five k's a week now. Um, is that usually a starting point for with regards to mileage for you? If you say you, you're prone to to add too much mileage in too short time, um, where do you usually build to with regards to your total mileage? So sort of a per week average. Yeah, like, obviously race dependent. So yeah. if you're training for comrades, it'll be way more. But but let's say yeah. we, we, you know, based on your questionnaire, you say you want to run a sub uh, 90 minute 21K. So let's say our focus stays on 21Ks. Yeah, so it was interesting looking at that 21K program as well, which is probably looks like it's quite a bit more mileage that I'm maybe doing. Let's okay. say pushing to, pushing to 50, 60Ks should be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay, 100%. Then um, last few questions is um, with regards to the um, your your current weekly schedule. Um, the nine kilometers that you run, um, easy to medium run. How do you how do you ju judge that pace, um, and what determines whether you run easy or medium, or is it just a mix of? Uh, it depends who I'm running with. That's the problem. So that, okay. I mean, it's a problem, <laughs> and that's that's, that's, that's a challenge everyone faces. So yeah. So you, that's that's almost one of the questions as well because we've got a good group of people that run Tuesdays and Thursdays and I quite enjoy the the socialness of it and okay. we probably run at about five on average five thirty five twenty five thirty a k um, so it's just based on how quick the other guys are going really okay and and yeah. and what is your what is your go to easy run pace and how did you determine that or do you go on feel I go on go on feel. So okay. yesterday morning, looking at the training program, and it said 4.30 to 5 minutes a K. Then okay. yesterday, I ran with a mate who's probably stronger than me, and we were doing like 5.14, I think, which felt easy, and we were chatting, but not taking it too easy. So probably around 5.15 currently, but hopefully that would be get get better. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, you know, there's two there's two ways of looking at this. One can either look at the either the generic 21k program, um, but I'd like to make it a bit more of a personal thing. Um, you know, based on, on on the questionnaire that you submitted. Um, what I what I find um, quite interesting in your program, um, there's no 100% easy sessions. So um, it's either medium, well, easy to medium, or at 90% pace. And, and for me, personally, what I've seen over the years is the smaller the gap is between your easy and your, and your hard pace, the less yeah. effective planning has. So you need to have some really easy sessions. You can have some tempo or interval sessions. And then obviously you can do your long runs, preferably at an easy pace, but you can always do some race simulations. So what I'd like to do with my athletes is if they need to do a 90-minute run, I'd make them run for... 45 minutes um, at an easy pace, 30 minutes at their just slower that they, than their 20, 21K um, race pace, and then I'd give them, you know, the last 15 minutes to just um, to, to, to ease off again. Um, so so from, a, from a coaching perspective, I'd, I'd definitely like to see more, more easy runs in there. And sure, running is a social thing, and, and, and that's the question I get from many of my athletes is, where does one draw the line with regards to Yes, but I can run with friends, and it's not always easy to convince a group of people to run at your preferred pace. So, um, you know, with regards to your Tuesday and Thursday sessions, um, I mean, one can always look at, at uh, if, if, if one, well, if, if your Tuesday session needs to be an easy to medium pace run, one can do your speed session on a, on a, on a Wednesday, and then either not run on a Thursday with your mates, um, or you can still run on there, but then we will definitely include your two runs over the weekend. They do need to be easy, in, just in order for your, for your body also to recover. Um, because based on your times, we'll definitely need to work on your, on your top end speed, um, and then you know, work on your 5K speed, work towards a, a quick 10K, and then obviously building it up from there. So um, it's just an interesting observation I made. Um, and yeah. you know, based on, on the training uh, times that you have available, if you have an hour a day um, and, and even more so on weekends, I think that's perfect that uh, one can really go far with that. Cool stuff. Cool. cool. Doug, yeah, I know you, of, you've got a few questions yeah. that you wanted to, to throw at, at Marcus. Yeah. So, I mean, with, in regards to that, that training and, and uh, the pace, um, so we often end up Tuesdays and Thursdays. You, it's kind of fast then slow, fast then slow. It depends where the Strava segment is, kind of thing. So yeah, I think just paying more attention to to pace is yeah. Um, yeah. So I just I guess I want to understand broadly sort of how to get faster, the the quickest, sort of where the biggest gaps are, um, because in the last two years I've I've done a lot of endurance and I maybe haven't done as much strength work as I should and speed work. So between strength, speed and mileage, where the sort of shortcuts are, um, I guess that's a difficult broad question to ask. But given that I'm 33 now, not 23, and probably can't get away with as much as I could then, um, just where strength, speed or mileage, sort of where the focus should be. Um, so, look, I think it's uh, if if your if your weekly mileage accumulates um, periodically, um, if it doesn't, if you don't start at thirty k's a week and the next week you jump to fifteen to twenty k's more, I think it's um, I think that running in itself is a form of strength training. So so if if your if your if your weekly um, you know increments in distance or time um, is anything to go by, um, if you do that. 
um, you know, I usually like to add five, maximum 10 kilometers extra per week until you get to the required um, weekly mileage. Um, that to me is, a, it, we'll put it this way, it, it's enough strength training in itself. Um, once you've gotten to that to that magic number, and I've, I, I also feel that 50 to 60 kilometers a week is more than sufficient, you know, if your focus is a 21K run, then obviously one does need to, to focus on, 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 on speed um, or um, you know, well, not all. Once you get to that, that that magic number of your weekly mileage, then yes, certainly, then speed is definitely something to start focusing at uh, or focusing on. The big thing is um, is you need to know exactly what paces you need to do certain runs at. So for me, um, what I'd like to do is uh, if, 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 if an athlete of mine focuses on 21Ks, I play around quite often with his 10K race pace because the more we play around with his 10K race pace, and we, we lengthen the, the number of the – well, increase the number of the intervals or lengthen the actual distance of the intervals, um, that to me is building towards a, a, um, a stronger and a, and a, and a faster athlete. Um, so if we take – if, if we're used to operating at your 10K race pace um, and we take the pace off slightly, obviously you'll be able to cover that over a, a, a much longer interval. So for me, that's important. Um, so it's not just, um, you know, just about – doing speed, it's about doing it at the right pace. Um, surely we have our different calculations and apps and things that we use. So, um, you know, for, for me to calculate certain zones for you, I, I gladly do that for you. Um, do tempo runs, do interval specific work, but then once again, you do need to do work on your aerobic um, capacity as well. Um, one does need to do easy runs. It's, it's, it's such a big overlooked part of running. And it's also, you know, the number one thing, in my opinion, that causes injury because people tend to get caught up with it's runner running on Strava. Um, you know, we were speaking earlier about, you know, how much information do you really get from your watch and what do you do with it? I think, unfortunately, we've, you know, it's come to a place in, in, in many different sports. It's a numbers game and people like to throw around the numbers and yeah. people like to tell him what they did and Strava, you know, speaks on behalf of certain people. But the bottom line is, um, you know, there needs to be a certain form of, of structured training, um, intervals and your mileage needs to be there. And like I said, intervals doesn't necessarily need to be a stop-start thing. It can be a certain run at a certain pace. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, two more questions. Uh, okay. next one. So one of my challenges is obviously work and really getting enough sleep in between training. Um, so, I mean, that's up to me to be more disciplined and get more sleep. Um, and then also nutrition straight after a run. Um, being the social social runs on Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, we end up having a cappuccino after the after the run. But in terms of nutrition and replacing what you put out, sort of the first half an hour after your run, whether it's an easy run, tough run, what you should be taking in. Okay, so um, interesting question. So I, I I've got a rule of thumb. If I know I I'm not going to have dinner. Um, within the first or something to eat within the first 30 minutes after a hard afternoon session, I either have some chocolate milk um, or I actually drink a, a, a cappuccino is also good because obviously it contains more, more milk than, uh, than a normal coffee and milk's protein. And to me that also aids in, uh, in, in muscle recovery. So for me, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, cappuccino is good. Um, ideally I'm, I'm a big believer in super M and, and stereo stumpy. Um, and uh, you know, 
once again, we're not professional athletes, but we do want to get the most out of it. Um, recovery is vital. So if you cannot have, have something to eat within the first 30 to 60 minutes, I'd say post-exercise, um, I think you, I think the number, and I'm speaking under correction now, I think you recover about 70% less than what you would have had you had either something um, of value to drink or something to eat. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Then the, the last question. Um, so I, I played quite a bit of cricket and, and soccer in the evenings. Yeah. And then I've also found with strength, strength work, so like this week I did strength work Monday night. And it doesn't take that much strength work to make my legs feel sore the next day and two days after. Um, just in terms of running on tired legs when you played soccer or when you've done strength work uh, with regards to the program, should you be going on how you feel or should you be pushing through the tired legs? Um, so say, you've, I guess, if you've got an easy session, you run through tired legs and if you've got a speed session, maybe you think about whether you should be doing it or, or not. But just finding the balance between that strength work, heavy legs and uh, running training. Yeah, Doug, it's a good question. Um, and, and I think I don't want to diss our, our generic programs, but unfortunately that's where a generic program is what it is. Um, there's, there's, there's very little um, personal input from someone. Like I always, I always joke around with my athletes and say, if they followed a program in less for use modern athlete as an example, you can't phone the editor and say, what's up? You know, I'm not feeling this. What can I do? What do, what should I do with the session? For me, that's where where one-on-one -on -one coaching is is way more beneficial. Um, so that's when you can get in touch with your coach and say, "Listen, this is how I'm feeling. My legs aren't feeling too great. Okay, let's not do the quality session. It will be, you know, possibly be too much, uh, work, you know, work, workload for your legs. Um, rather, just do a, you know, a shortened recovery run." Um, I think once again, it's a matter of of getting to know your body and really knowing that if you do do a hard session now, will it cause more harm than good? If, if the answer is more harm, then obviously you don't need to do it. Um, if you can swap it out for a certain session later in the week, um, by all means, go for it. Look, a sub 90, 21K isn't the best, world's best time, but it's definitely not an easy, uh, you know, easy run to do. So there will be some form of, of really hardcore um, sessions in, in, in that program. Um, obviously referring to the generic one that you're doing. But the bottom line is, is if you're feeling um, that your legs are, are tired, it's one thing. If there's so soreness in your legs, then uh, it's a totally different thing. Then I wouldn't do any form of, of, of pace work um, or hard running. Um, but if it's just a matter of, of being tired, um, I'd always, well, I tell myself, whether it's myself or, or any of my athletes, if your legs feel tired, at least start the run and see how you feel. Um, but if you have pain or any form of, of, of um, uh, chronic, uh, you know, discomfort, then stay away from there. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'm okay. going to sneak in one more bonus question. Go for it. No worries. Sorry, Brad. It's no. not the beer question. Sorry. <laughs> I'll but, ask, uh, I'm going to ask um, the beer question then, Doug. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, just before runs, um, so, yeah, I don't know if it's an age thing, but I'm going to stop blaming okay. the age thing. But before, before runs, it, it obviously takes a while for the legs to warm up. So come sort of race day with a 10K or a 21, um, I tend to do a few, do a few stretches, um, swing the legs, and then go for it. But do you have any recommend any sort of advice on prep, pre-run prep on the day of the race? 
bearing in mind that there are often queues of people that you've got to navigate through too at the at the start. Yeah. So so. Look, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big fan of a, of a warm up, um, but I'm even bigger fan of um, of running the day before an event because um, that's one thing that you can control. So for me, um, running the afternoon before an event, I always joke around with my athletes and say, if there's one session I don't dare miss the week of the race, it's the run the evening before the race. Um, it's you, well, if, especially if it's a, 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 one of your mo- more important races, um, you'll be tapered for it. You'll be feeling really fit and strong. It's just a good mental um, boost for you, and your body feels 100%. Um, on the morning of the event, yes, I'd say if it's possible, uh, do a f- you know five to ten minute jog. Um, if not, then just a few light stretches. Because um, your body, your muscles still obviously does need to warm up. But I'd rather have, um, you know, an athlete warm up by means of, um, you know, either um, a short jog and plan B would definitely be some stretches. But but don't overdo the stretches because your muscles are still cold. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Brilliant. Well, Doug, you're on the sub 90 minute uh, program. You, this is an ongoing process. Uh, as much as this is a call just to, to sort of help set things up, uh, you're in the forums. And if you've got any questions ongoing, that's the place to go. And uh, yeah, we look forward to, to seeing you smash that goal. It's, uh, I think you've, you've selected Diskem as the, as the goal race. Am I right? Yeah, I don't know why. It's twelve weeks away, so <laughs> might as well, might as well get stuck in now. Yeah, it's, it's a sign. Twelve week, ninety minutes, uh, sub twenty one k program. Twelve weeks to discam. There you go. It's like, uh, what, what's the saying? Twenty four beers in a case, twenty four hours in a day. It's coincidence, I think not. So, <laughs> let, let me ask the, the beer question before we go. Doug, yeah. Doug wanted to ask this, but uh, he didn't really want to ask it, so I'm going to ask it. Uh, Marcus, how important is having a post run beer? Uh. Brad, I don't know. <laughs> I promise, I haven't. I haven't. I've, my lips haven't touched alcohol for twelve years, so okay. I really wouldn't know. That's why I'm a big, big chocolate milk fan. Okay, no, well, I yeah, I, I just want to know because I, I, I will have the odd beer. I've been known to to have the odd beer, and, and I find it's fine. Doug. So if if you feel like having yeah, one, cool. I, yeah, I, I think one, anything in moderation is okay. I think. I think. Yeah, look, I think if you, if, you, if you look at the if you look at the, the the Germans and what they believe in, and that's definitely a beer after a run. <laughs> uh, looking at the, at the results in Kona or at seventy point three worlds, it, I don't think it's a yeah. coincidence. So, something something's working. Male women were, were Germans. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. gents, thank you so much for your time, Marcus. Doug, great to cool. to catch up. We look forward to to chatting in the forums, and we'll be back again in a week from now. And don't forget as well to check out the videos on Facebook uh, as well as our other two podcasts. Uh, if you're into cycling, you can check out Ride. If you into triathlon check out try with coach perry uh we'll have more content coming your way soon from myself brad brown marcus vanikak and doug saxbeers cheers and that's it for this edition of the podcast thank you very much to doug and marcus i hope you enjoyed that and uh if you're sticking around till the end to find out who the winner is of our hashtag Biogen Journey competition, you don't have to wait any longer. Uh, I'm going to tell you the winner in just a second. If you'd like to enter, by the way, just make sure you use the hashtag Biogen Journey on social media. Post uh, what you're up to, uh, what you're working towards, what you would like some help with. And uh, every week we'll pick a winner and give them three months access to the platform where you get access to all our coaches and we'll help you uh, on your journey. So, yeah, that's the the best way to do it. Just hashtag Biogen Journey. That's where you can get all the details. And uh, today's winner uh, is off Instagram. And it is Celeste Smith, who is uh, running the Cops Who Hope Half Marathon this weekend. Celeste, good luck. Uh, I hope it goes well. We're going to hook you up with three months access to the Coach Perry online training platform. 
just for using that hashtag. Uh, and then what we'll do is uh, we'll work, work towards your next goal. So good luck this weekend at Carps Whip. I hope it goes well. And uh, yeah. Hopefully you will enter as well. And don't forget, if you want to check out that uh, online training platform and online community, coachparry.com forward slash join. Time is running out. The prices go up tonight. So uh, go check it out. coachparry.com forward slash join. Until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, it's cheers.